it's 1230. We're going to open up to our first speaker, so which is actually very divine timely that yeah. you used to say that. So our first speaker. Um, so but I want to thank you, everybody, for being so vulnerable and just opening up that space, you know, to share those things, because that's how we all get better. You know, and so and that's how we heal and that's how we evolved the, the beings that we are now you know and i can imagine like 53 years ago and like to your beautiful face now like it's just oh you know like that girl yeah, i was young yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's beautiful it's beautiful you know and i mean myself i've only been in program five years but just to see and witness this all of it and just like you know and when i hear connie star i'm like wow you went through all that like and you're here and you love me you know and it's like wow like how's that possible you know so but yeah thank you so much everybody for being here and participating in this so and so i'm going to turn over to our first speaker and um so okay Liz. hi guys how did you have time liz um right here the speaker oh you can scan um my name is liz and I'm an addict, okay? And that's what I identify. But I actually identify with every program there is because I have the, uh, I, have, yeah, I have every kind of disease you could imagine. <laughs> <laughs> One of those are that you can't do too much of anything. I got to make sure I keep boundaries on all the things that I do. But I'm actually pretty good today. Um, I came into this program a little over 12, 23 and a half years ago. Went into a program and a live-in program in El Monte called Mid Valley. Mm. This is going to be emotional, you guys. Mm. But um, Connie was the bread person at that time at that program, and I was in the home, and I'd see her, and just the most joyous, loving person to everybody, mm. and. I had two sponsors before I got the first sponsor because I didn't want to do any work. Hello. <laughs> Second sponsor was connected to somebody that I needed to change. It wasn't good. I needed to change. Anyway, I just, there was something about Connie. And I went to a meeting in Ballroom Park. And she was there with, with uh, her boyfriend. And she always beautiful, I'll never forget as long as I live, it's a beautiful snakeskin dress. <laughs> and to me, it was just, it was, it was fabulous. And I asked her, we had the meeting and after the meeting, I go, can I ask you something? And she said, yeah. I said, would you be my sponsor? And she said, I've been waiting for you to ask me. Do you know how that made me feel? I just felt like the self-worth inside was just like, wow. So mm. she became my sponsor. My whole journey, okay? And <laughs> I love her so much. She taught me so much. I mean, I did all the work she asked me to do. I didn't budge. I did everything she wanted me to do because I wanted to be a different person and I wanted to change. And the only way to do that was to work the 12 steps. And so I'm a big fucking believer in the 12 steps because it changed my life. It, it just can't even imagine because from where I came from to where I am now, 
is unfucking believable. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was under a bridge pushing a shopping cart before I came into these rooms. Okay. And because of just doing all the right things, you know, my life is sometimes I'm overwhelmed and help. How, and how grateful I am to God because he only gives you what you're supposed to have. So everything I've gotten is all because of him and trudging this journey with Connie, Jesus, Christ, I mean, she was amazing. She was amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk all the time. Sometimes she'd say that I was her sponsor because she had the dump shit on me, but she was like my sponsor, my best friend, my confidant. She was mm -hmm. everything to me. Mm -hmm. And because of her, I feel like my journey in this program has just, it's flourished. And there's just, I think about her, it's, it's really hard for me because I miss her every day. Mm. Every day I miss her. She um she was everything to me. Mm. Everything. And it's just, she's a hard act to follow, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and before she um got a little, started getting a little sick, I asked her if I could, um, if she would care if I got a secondary sponsor just in case, just to have a backup. And she said, yes, I want you to do that. Do that. So I did that. Mm -hmm. I got a second sponsor. And she's here today. And, you know, we're close. Life is just, she was close with 22. It's just, my life today, I have 20, a little over 23 years clean. I went through an inpatient program. I went through drug court. I graduated everything. I was, I was uh, for the... Um, I was alumni of the year. I mean, all these things happened because I wanted to live a different kind of life. You know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be the person I was supposed to be because I didn't know I was a drug addict for 35 years. Needle in my arm for 28. I shouldn't even be here. But it's weird when I was on the boulevard, I met people in program and they told me <clears throat> things and I just didn't know. You know, why, what do you do when you're tired of being tired? That's when you know. And certain little things stuck in my head. So when I got arrested that last time and they did offer me the program, well, you know, I went in and they had bets that I wasn't going to stay because I was a, um, I was, I was a dedicated fucking heroin addict. Okay. Been in prison three times. I mean, it's just jaws of life on me 10 times. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I shouldn't even be here. But I wanted the program to never look back, to learn how to live, just like it, it says it's a design for living. And that's exactly what I did. But today, because of all this and my awesome sponsor, push, 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 okay, I have a great job. I'm a homeowner. I, you know, I know these are all material things. But I worked very hard to get mm -hmm. where I'm at today. And I'm very grateful. And I'm just, sometimes I look around at me. I have my own bed sleeping every night. I'm not sleeping on the bridge. I think about a lot of that shit. Mm. And, you know, I think about other people that I wish that they could have gotten. Mm. But it's all in God's time. You know, it's, this program is just some people take longer than others. And relapse for me, <laughs> never in the cards. Never. I would never give up my clean day. I'm too selfish. There's not going to happen. And plus, 
what they have today for drugs. I don't want none of that shit. <laughs> I had all the good dope, so I'm still grateful. I did all the good shit back then, and I'm happy that I'm still here to talk about it because there's a possibility that I couldn't have been here. And when they had to, oh my God, my heart just breaks for some of the kids out there. It's horrible. But I don't ever turn my back on anybody. I wake up every morning happy. Thank God for another day clean and sober. And I don't. It's my duty to never turn my back on somebody. Somebody needs me if I see somebody homeless, they're hungry. I want to take them and get them something to eat. You know, it's just the way I am. I might be in a McDonald's, you might see, come on, I'm gonna get you something to eat. Because I know what it's like mm. to be hungry. Okay. I lived that kind of life. Even though I was a drug addict, everything went to drugs, but it doesn't mean I wasn't hungry at times because I was. Mm. But who cared? We wanted drugs first. Um, I have a wonderful family. I have my daughter here today in my life because of this program. Everything is because of this program. And, you know, I'm just very, 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 very grateful, you guys. I have wonderful friends. I have everybody. Oh, my God. All my family in my life. And to me, that's that's a big blessing because I come from a family of alcoholics. Mm -hmm. I, I lost my mom. I lost my dad. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my mother had Alzheimer's, my dad had a heart thing, but I was clean and sober when he died. You know that, what a blessing that is for your parents to know that you're safe before mm -hmm. they go. And that's how I look at it. I always turn a negative into a positive because I think it's very important. And I don't want to be around negative people because I'm positive all the time. I'm happy, joyous and free every fucking day. And I'm always got a smile on my face. <laughs> and it's the truth. Some people think I'm still on drugs because I have so much energy. But I can't help it. I'm going to be 69 years old. I still think I'm 16. It's amazing. That's why I say age is just a number. It's all how you feel. And it's all what you put into it. And I'm really a believer of that. And anyway, I want to I wanna thank you guys for letting me be here to honor Connie. Because mm -hmm. everything to me, everything uh, to me. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to say, like, um, we are a program of recovery, whether we're from OA, NA, AA, all of it, we're all together. And, you know, some of this, we're just all sick together and all of our things. And these, these messages that come from all of these different 12-step programs, is all you really just want. Even though we're the room of OA, and I myself cross programs, I'm like a 12 step or just, I probably 12 step, 12 steps, like, you know what I'm saying? And so, but I really want to just um, just open that space because they're like, oh, well, you know, but you know, this is just really an open space. So we do have our next speaker. So, Alcoholic. Hi, Tori. I'm also Liz's daughter. Um, for those of you in a program or um, thinking about program, I just want to sh um, say that if uh, you're working to get your kids back, those things do happen. I wasn't in my mom's life, um, and now I am. You know, everything is in God's time. Trust the process, and you too can get here. Um, my sobriety date is February uh, 6, 2010. Very grateful for that date. 
Um, I'm also very grateful to the Rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and for the opportunities that it's given me to get, um, to get my family in order, my, my life in order, and the opportunities to give back and be of service. I want to thank the people that are uh, running this workshop, the I Am Workshop. I really believe that that is the best way to uh, honor Connie. I really thought mm -hmm. that that was an amazing idea. Um, I got to be involved in some of her other workshops that Connie put on, and one of them was the Living Steps. Yes. And that was an amazing, awesome spiritual opportunity to be able to participate in. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it was 12 different programs from 12 different 12 step programs up front, each step representing a different spiritual principle of the 12 step programs. Um, I'm recognizing a couple of faces in this room, and I know that some of you have been there and participated in that. I just want to know, I want to let you know that because you're in this room and I see those faces. I also get that feeling that I'm in the right place mm. and I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Right. Um, another I am statement. I am right where I'm supposed to be. Thank you for that. Um, I will let you know that um, my biggest I am statement is um, I am the change. Our family is a family of alcoholics and addicts, and we do suffer from that massive disease of more. Mm. It doesn't matter. You have this these things, these pens up here. I want more pens. I got there's paper. I want more paper. I got six sets of scissors in my drawer at home. You know, um, I have a dad that's a hoarder, and he calls himself a completist. You know, and I'm like, oh, I know what we are. You know what we are. It's okay. It's okay. Because you're right where you're supposed to be. Things don't happen overnight, and um, and. I can guarantee that if you're willing to put the work in, um, the promises will come true for you and your life will change. Um, I am really grateful for Connie. I'm really grateful for the opportunity that, um, uh, well, uh, when she said yes to my mom to sponsor her, my mom was there when I needed to get sober. My mom was the only person I knew that had done it. Mm -hmm. And so when I was able to reach out to her when I needed help, because of her predecessors, Connie, and then her doing the work, I was able to come into the room and know where I needed to be to get what I needed to get. And that was an amazing opportunity. I went to a program in uh, Bellflower, and it's called Angel Step 2. And when you first get there, you go on a 30-day blackout, right? Not me. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I got to do what I want to do. My mom was taking a chip. She was going to be celebrating her 14 years at that time. 14? 14 years. And um, they were like, no, no, you can't. I'm like, but my mom. And they were like, oh, okay. So I got to go to this meeting. And this is where I met this wonderful and amazing and precious woman, Connie, who wore purple and was beautiful. And I loved her so much. And I didn't even know it yet. I didn't even know I loved myself. How am I going to know that I love someone else? You know, I'm there and I'm, I'm listening to her and I'm watching her share and I'm watching her hug women and I'm watching her reach out to people and I'm watching her, you know, just give her heart and soul of everything. Hmm. When I would go to that meeting and I, I, um, I got to go back to that meeting every month um, for uh, almost yeah, nine and a half years before COVID. And um, I got to do that meeting and it wasn't even my alumni meeting, but I was made to feel welcome and a part of and be there because of the people that came before me that opened their arms and made me feel welcome and asked me to participate in things that were out of my ordinary, you know, out of order, like the living steps. You know, I got to get out of my comfort zone, but that's how I got to get into the middle of the herd. 
I got to be invited to go do these things. And, and I got to take Connie to go get her, um, her senior card, her uh, driver's license. I got to go take her to the DMV. And she, I was there when she had to admit that she was a senior. <laughs> she was, <laughs> I was hilarious. You know what I mean? It'd been a while. I mean, she'd already been for a while, but for her to check that box, she was like, mm, you know, <laughs> you know, and I don't know if you ever got the opportunity to go see where she lived. Her house was like a history, history in the making. You know, when I got here, um, I was really selfish, self-centered, and self-seeking. And when I got to um, listen to other people share, like Connie, who trudged for a long time before me and shared how hard it was, how hard it was to have a meeting as a woman and getting arrested or the police messing with you because you were addicts or alcoholics gathered, you know, that's an amazing thing. That, that let me know that I really can't take these rooms for granted. I know I, I can I can go to any meeting and I can be there and I can identify and I can recognize with anybody because um, other people have done it before me. You know, I can go there. I can I can feel a part of and welcome and thankful and grateful. All those things I didn't feel or or know about before I got here. Um, like I said, the, the woman that spoke before me is my mom. We suffer from the disease of more. And I will say that I love my mom more and I, um, I have forgiven my mom more than anything I think that I could ever have done until I got to this program. Mm. You know, I, I use that, what our, our history was, I use that to drive me and um, promote my disease and keep me out there and running for a long, long time. It wasn't until I got to a point where I was almost, where I was, I was suffering from the same things that she was before I could accept her for who she was. One time Connie gave me a magnet about acceptance and I had read it in the big book before, but I have that thing on my refrigerator still. Mm. And it didn't matter what was going on in my life or what was, um, what was, um, what promises were happening for me, what miracles were taking place. Even if I was going through something, I, I, I don't know. God always made things, has always made things right on time for me. But Connie was like, oh, it's quick to follow right behind it. Dude. Like she'd be like, I'd be like, man, this is going on, 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 on. Next thing you know, she's got a surrender flag up in the front of the room going, man, this is what you need to do. And always right on time for me, you know? And I know that she touched so many people, you know, 42 years of, re of recovery and just one program and how she outstretched into so many other programs because it works. It doesn't matter what program you're in, you know, start with, start in the beginning and start working your way through and take those principles in, into effect and apply them to your life. Um, I want to thank um, everybody that put on this event. I want to thank everybody that's participating in the recovery of whatever it is that you are recovering from. You're taking action and being here and being and participating in something bigger than you. You know, um, you're um, giving other people an opportunity to hear whatever it is that they need to hear today that you might not, that that um, you don't even know you needed to say, you know? Um, I'm grateful for um, the opportunity to have known Connie. And there is no doubt in my mind today that I'm a better person for it. I know what I have to do. I've seen it, I've witnessed it. She used that example that I needed. So not only am I gonna be the change, I'm gonna be the example that, um, that the next person needs. My mom mentioned the bread lady. 
<laughs> when um, somebody told me that she, I was the bread lady at my program, you know, I'm going to the church, taking them everywhere. And um, and then somebody's like, oh, did you know Connie was the bread lady? I'm like, really? I just said, Connie? What? Like, that was, the, that was the pat on the back. It was the little things that sometimes make the biggest difference. When we're on the, we're on a path and we might not know we're even on the right path, one of one someone and, and a lot of times for me it was Connie would point out you know you're doing the right thing you're a good mom mm -hmm. you're doing what you need to do congratulations you know um you know um you're right you know <laughs> uh, uh, she she would call me and she would be like you and your mom are so much alike and I'd be like oh man <laughs> really you know but it was a beautiful thing because she knew my mom I didn't know my mom before I got here. Mm. I know my mom in recovery, but I, I got to meet the people that were here before I was able to get here. They got to see my mom trudge through this stuff and work through everything and be there and get to really know her mm. and then share their experience with me. I'm so grateful and so blessed for all those opportunities. And um, if you're struggling with something, I know that there's someone out here or someone in these meetings or maybe even someone on the Zoom. How exciting is that for Zoom to be taking place and things like this to be bigger, even bigger? Um, you know, reach out to somebody, ask for somebody's phone number before you leave. Maybe it's another program that you might um, may think that you can have some kind of involvement in. Um, but um, I just remember you're right where you're supposed to be. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you. That segues into our next speaker, which is Daryl. Well, hi, I'm Daryl, and I am the compulsive overeater. Hi, Daryl. Uh, I just want to say it looks so, and this is so nice to see people in this room again. <laughs> This is the way it's supposed to be. It's the way it used to be. Yes. Um, I had, had to, to, to put down some, some notes just to, so I could hit the highlights. I knew Connie from an OA perspective and from a personal perspective also. Uh, when I came in, she was already here. I came in 34 years ago and she was already here. And she and I were sponsored by the same person at that time. And in those days, you kind of, that kind of established a relationship uh, between her and me that we were like, kind of like brother and sister. We had the, and so uh, we hung out together. And and uh, in those new days for me, and I, I and uh, she was dry, she was a bus driver at the time. And uh, uh, and and uh, I remember when her uh, son was shot and killed. That. Uh, uh, that her and I driving around, I was driving and listening, and, and, and she was in those raw stages of grief. And, uh, uh, it was uh, anyway, it was horrible. Uh, but anyway, that was that that was the first uh, taste of grief that I saw her go through. She had to go through a lot more than anybody else I've ever known. Yeah. And uh, you know, the the uh, uh, the thing was that. Uh, uh, she finally found that the answer to some of these things was surrender, and uh, and that she that that she finally had to get to a place of I give up, I quit. You're God, I'm not. I surrender, and she made these little white flags, surrender flags, 
and we used to have uh, some up, up there on a little stick and it was a white flag that said surrender. And, uh, and she said, she, I remember her telling me that uh, after um, uh, the, uh, the death of her niece, who was, who was killed tragically on the freeway, that uh, uh, she had to get that little flag out and she had to wave it. And she had to say, okay, God, I quit, I surrender, this is yours. And uh, uh, and it, it it meant so much uh, uh, to those of us around around her to see uh, somebody go through that kind of pain and be able to still turn back to God. And uh, so uh, back in the uh, in, in those days, we had a uh, a lot of meetings over at St. John Vianney over in Hacienda Heights. And they, they and we had an OA meeting there on Saturday mornings, but there were all kinds of groups that, uh, anonymous groups that met there. And uh, the lady that ran the program over there was Kathy Kay. Mm. And, uh, and Kathy was uh, uh, the originator in a way. There's, there's kind of a mysterious start to the living steps, but she was the originator of the living steps. And so she had, first she was doing it as a Christmas program, and then she started doing it twi uh, two times a year. And, uh, and, and as the previous uh, speaker said, that it was 12 different uh, uh, fellowships, and, uh, uh, and they would each share on a different step and how they worked that step. And then when you got all done, you could see that there was not that much difference, that everybody was working the same 12 steps, and they were... Uh, uh, getting recovery. They were in recovery for it. The, uh, uh, to uh, go back before, when, so she met Kathy Kay, and, and, and Kathy was a, a, a good friend to both of us. And uh, uh, in fact, uh, for, for years, uh, Kathy and, and Connie and I would meet for lunch and just kind of catch up. Every, every few months, we, we would do that, and we would catch up on what, what's going on. And of course, when Connie shared, it was always amazing the level of service that she was giving. And a lot of people don't remember this, but she published a recovery newspaper called Serenity Quest. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that was no little job. That was a big deal. And, uh, she, would, and, and she would pass these things out for free. And, uh, yeah, and, and it was, uh, there were recovery articles in there, and they had... Uh, 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 people that uh, uh, that were in the different programs that she was familiar with. I only knew her in OA, but she sure knew a lot of people in a lot of different programs. And uh, uh, but it's like that, that was uh, not something that we talked about. That uh, I don't know what her other programs were, but I didn't need to know because I saw the program that she was working here, and that started because Kathy Kay. I don't know how she did this, but she saw that uh, uh, that what a special person Connie was, and Connie was still driving bus, and she got an anonymous benefactor to finance a trip to the Meadows in Arizona, a very very uh, well known uh, recovery outfit, and so and she was there for uh, a couple of weeks, and she came back a changed person. That she she had, the the program had engulfed her, and that uh, and and she understood a lot of her her issues that she had before, and she had made peace with some things internally. She went back to school and and uh, got whatever she needed to become a social worker for the county of Los Angeles, 
and uh, in and do and in in that capacity, uh, she was worked with a lot of foster kids and foster families, and that and uh, and I remember that when they closed down juvenile hall, the county did that uh, the kids uh, when they would get picked up or taken away from their parents for whatever reason, uh, but they would bring them into the office, the county offices mm -hmm. there. And, uh, and Connie, on her, on her own time, that she would not go home until she found a place for those kids mm -hmm. to sleep. She got on the phone and she called these foster parents. She called anybody she could. Can you just keep them for tonight? And uh, I can just tell you that mm. the stuff that she saw and did, I think there's probably a lot of kids today that wouldn't have survived what they what they were faced with. She once told me that one of the saddest things for her is to go to the funeral of one of these foster kids who committed suicide. And she said it happened way too often. And uh, uh, and I don't know, the, the OA people, I don't know if you remember this, but Connie had a Wednesday uh, 12 noon meeting right here and, uh, and and you would do a resentment right up here on this board yeah and boy if you didn't see your part before you started you saw it by the that fourth column how was i selfie self-seeking dishonest and afraid when she told you and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah i'm scared to go to that meeting yeah, uh, the, uh, um, the, uh, let's see, uh, I already did, yeah, the Sunday Quest uh, newspaper, uh, my wife Ann uh, uh, worked with Connie to, to uh, uh, make that transition from the newspaper uh, to the, uh, the internet, and, uh, and, I, and I don't know, I, I really don't know how, how long it lasted after that. Um, and then I, I, the one thing also that I wanted to, to mention is the very, very unusual. Sherry, here she is. She's a social worker, not retired. She's still a social worker. And when they built the, uh, that meeting hall in, uh, uh, in El Monte at, the, at Mid Valley, uh, that it was uh, a, a big hall, a big meeting hall. We had, did the living steps here a couple of times and they named it after her. It's called Amstone Hall. And, uh, uh, and you know, usually they don't do that for people that are still actively doing what they do. They usually do it for people after the fact mm. and not Connie. And, and, and I don't know the backstory. I have no idea what, what that is because Connie was way too humble to even talk about it. Mm. She, I just see she could get, she can get, uh, would get, Kind of uncomfortable and they were going to have stone hall and, and, and she just would not talk about it and uh, uh you know and i and, and i i have to say that i was just uh, it's been one of the real blessings uh that i've had to to have that uh, uh connection with her when kathy k retired about 15 years ago connie said we've got to keep the living steps going will you help me and i said sure and uh but you want to know something she did all the work i all i had to do was show up and uh, that day and introduce people and, and, and be the mc and as one is is god would have it i was going to say his luck would have it god would have it i ran across this a couple of days ago right after my asked me to speak 
and that's from our, our last uh, uh, living steps. And, uh, and it was in uh, April 21st, 2018. And, uh, and, and, she, and so I just, I, I'm not going to read the names, but I'll, I'll uh, give you the programs. She always liked to start and end with AA. She would have an AA speaker for step one, AA speaker for step 12. And then uh, the, for step two, she had Al-Anon. Step three, she had OA. Step four, Sex Addicts Anonymous. Uh, step five, it was ACA. Uh, step six was uh, CA. Seven was NA. Eight was Al-Anon. Uh, nine was, uh, oh, it turned out, yeah, okay. And that was also Sex Addicts Anonymous. Uh, he, he was a fill-in because if we had a no-show, that was supposed to be uh, from one of the other programs. Then we have uh, Compulsive uh, Eaters uh, Anonymous How, See How. We had a speaker for there, and then we had uh, another speaker from OA, and then we had the AA speaker to close it out. And uh, having found this, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to cherish it. I'll tell you that because uh, the, the those living steps meant so much to her, and I and, you know, and, and me just sitting there and listening to everybody share and seeing the recovery that was universal. Not that it wasn't just wasn't. Uh, these guys doing just what they did. It was them picking up that big book and uh, and and doing and working the program the way it was designed, and I and and then to see the recovery in, in uh, all those uh, areas. She was the most I would say dedicated and service oriented uh, person uh, that I've met in program. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then the other the the other thing is I love this uh, this. Uh, title of this thing, I am precious. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when she told you you were precious, she meant it and you knew she mm -hmm. meant it. That wasn't, this wasn't some BS thing. Mm -hmm. This was Connie, heart to heart Connie. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I can just tell you that I miss her today. And uh, I thank God that she lives on in the memory of so many people. And, uh, and and I know there's not a person here that if, that had met Connie that wasn't touched by her. And you all have your own individual stories and, and, and your connections uh, with her. And uh, that's the important thing. Those memories that she's left behind are been all positive as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. So that's all. Thank you. That was sterile, thank you. Um, I guess that was a perfect segue, you know, from Tori to Daryl. And I want to let you know that this is just, we have our next speaker here, but I really want to share with you because I feel like it's just coursing through me. It's God's will and Connie just kind of like forcing me to say this. But like, I remember one time she came up to me and she told me, she's like, you, you are important you're important. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Right? Like, and, but here's the thing. So Tori talked about this living steps, you know, that Connie used to put this on. And then, so then I was meditating and I had a vision. This is what happens during meditation. We connect with God. And God told me in the higher power is that to continue this. And so I'm going to 
put out there now on the 12th of December. And Connie was our 12 step outreach. Mm -hmm. So on the 12th of December, so 12 12, we're going to host the Living Step workshop here mm -hmm. at 12 p.m. Okay. So, like that right there, like 12, 12, 12, yeah. you know, and then it's a 12 step. So it was just like all higher power. And the fact that you have said wait off of that, and it was just all like, and this is like the thing. Lance was like, oh, the universe is opening up for us for all these things. And it's like, it's really like, and someone said, Connie, open it up. And I was like, oh my God, it's so true. So, but being that said, that's our next workshop. So just keep that on mind. So the 12th of December, um, the 12, the little 12 steps and at 12 p.m. here in the rooms again. And it's going to be, once again, it's going to be hybrid. Okay. So that was like, I wasn't even planning on announcing that, but that was just like so perfect for that, you know, so thank you for that. Um, we do have our next speaker and he's going to be, um, speaking to us via zoom and um, ali it's all yours morning uh good afternoon everybody it's good to be here michelle good to see you again so um how many people are in the room um maybe like 25 Oh, they can't see. 30? Mm -hmm. Oh, they can't see. No, you're waiting for a while. Oh, hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many of us, so. Are you guys okay with me staring the camera around? Yes. 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 No. Because it's anonymous, so we have to have the camera facing unless everybody agrees. So is everyone okay with us spinning the camera? Yes. Yes. Can you can you spin it or do I have to spin it? No, I'll spin it. Okay, Lance, thank you. <laughs> spin doctor. <laughs> spin doctor. <laughs> 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 so here we go. Jesse's a doctor. Everybody, wave hi, Ali, and all the other people in the Zoom. Hi. 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 Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> Peace, love, happiness. There. <laughs> There, see, Hi. 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 Mm -hmm. Such a great gathering, such beautiful faces. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, keep it that way. Yeah. Oh, you want to keep it that way, Ali? <laughs> Why not? Why not? We'll, we'll be no. looking at you. You can look it up. We're, we're not anonymous in our own program. <laughs> you guys are okay being on the screen? Yeah, because okay. we're all in the same meeting. Okay. They can so, see us. Yeah, so just put it back on the Yeah. Hey, look at all the people I haven't seen in a long time. So, um, so um, uh, the limitation is all mine. So please do not uh, reflect it on uh, my, but how long do I, uh, uh, how long do I have uh, to speak my? It's okay. You have 10 minutes. So we'll, the, we have a program, but it's not a big deal. I, I plan to like extend the time anyways for people that wanted to connect more. So yeah. right now it's one ten. The speak was, uh, the share was about 10 minutes or so, but just let your higher power guide you and we'll go from there. Okay. Sure. Sure. And, uh, uh so my name is Ali and I'm a compulsive overeater and, Thank you, Mai, for inviting me and uh, for uh, setting up this hybrid meeting. And uh, 
it's good to be here. So, um, it, it, it feels like a lot of folks are uh, here because um, there is a desire to honor one of uh, our members and uh, who has been a source of strength and uh, experience over many decades. And uh, so I'll, I'll continue with that tradition or that desire or that intention. And, um, and maybe in that next uh, eight minutes uh, share how my program has benefited from being in the same room with another member. And I think what's important is whether living or transitioned to another orbit, just being in the rooms is how we grow and develop a way of living that brings some level of peace and uh, release from the obsession. And so we honor Connie, but we need to also honor every person that shows up to every meeting because that's how we recover. And um, so uh, whenever Connie spoke, I listened with every pore um, because she occupied a territory that was sacred. One of those for me was that she falls into that very small category of mothers who has lost a child. And um, they hold a very special place in my heart because they speak with an experience that um, can't be conceptualized. It's, it's a lived experience and, uh, and, um, and whenever Connie spoke, whether she mentioned it or not, I knew that this person that was speaking was doing so, having experienced what real grief must be like. And uh, in an odd way, it always put my problems in perspective. So, her 
presence, whether she spoke a word or not. Reminded me that anything I'm going through is achievable and workable and doable because she went through one of the harshest lessons of being a human, losing a child. So perspective is one of the things we get in this program. And perspective can come from anybody. And so Connie always brought that into my uh, experience. And also to remind, to remember that um, the first, second, and third steps can transform lives in ways that no human power could. So Connie would talk about strapping a gun, I guess she would say to her ankles or, or hip or whatever, you know. Yeah. She, she was, she was, a, she was definitely an in your face chick. And yet this harsh, angry, potentially violent human being became one of the most gentle uh, human beings you could meet. I mean, she would always say, and I'm, I'm certain Daryl, I, I logged on when Daryl was speaking, I'm certain he must have mentioned, and I know Maya has mentioned many times, the phrase she would use, um, towards me as well, precious Ali, precious Ali. I, so there's a transformation that occurs in this program. And uh, we don't have to look at our own transformation. We can look at, we can look at the possibilities by seeing the transformation in another human being. And uh, To have reimagined herself as a kind and precious and gentle human being whose passion was to relieve other people's suffering. And she worked with populations that suffered. The big book talks about that uh, in the first, in the doctor's opinion, uh, the phrase, this is an altruistic movement is used, altruistic movement. Altruism is connected to compassion, which is the real desire to relieve someone else's suffering. And that's who Connie was. And she became it as a result of the 12 steps program, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of this program. And so she had a spiritual awakening that's what it looks like when a life is completely transformed from an arrogant, loud, in your face, take no shit, take prisoners to someone who walked 
as if she and others were precious. And only it, it, it's, it's not therapy. It's the result of the 12 steps. And uh, so I think my 10 minutes is up and uh, thank you for allowing me to remember so that I can go about my day and uh, be precious. And it's so crazy because I had this vision of this workshop and then I found the picture of her and I was like, oh, what are you doing? And it's her awareness being me. It says, I am her, her, you know, the triangle. And it was just like, this was exactly where it's supposed to be, you know? And these moments that we're sharing right now, you can't even put a price tag on this. You can't buy this. You can't eat at it. You can't do nothing but be present and mm. just accept like, this is the gift of program. Like this is the promises coming true. This is all the work that we're putting here. This is like, and people are like, oh yeah, we're clean and sober. It's freaking hard to be clean and sober. I mean, I, I mean, the other day I was like telling people, I was like, I've been crying three weeks straight because everything's been so freaking amazing in my life. Who does that? Us, compulsive eaters, alcoholics, addicts, all of it, right? Because we could never imagine how life can be so good. And that she right there, like, that was it. Like, she showed us that we can't live beyond our mom's dreams, you know? And, like, I remember just seeing her and walking into the rooms and her being there with her blue hair or green hair or purple hair. And it was just, like, that was the beginning of that walk to living our wildest dreams, beyond our wildest dreams. And we're all doing it together, you know? So this moment right now, I want to open it up for shares and then also, you know, share your speak, whatever it is that you need to just honor Connie and your program and all of that, whatever it is that your higher power is guiding you to. You can stand up here and share so everybody else in Zoom can also connect with you or you can speak at your chair if you want to do that, okay? So, yes. Come up here. I just want to share about Connie and the way she left me. Mm. Um, she was like family to me. She wasn't just a sponsor. Sorry. <laughs> she meant the world to me. She touched me in a way that nobody else ever had. He loved me and accepted me and taught me how to love myself. <clears throat> she brought such beauty to my life, such insight. She was so helpful. She's the best sponsor I've ever had. She's the best influence in my life. I compare her to my great grandma that I was really close to. Um, it, there's just, Connie's irreplaceable. Connie is just irreplaceable. And I was waiting for something to be done for her. I was so anxious to be here today and just to honor her and to hear about her. It was just, it's a blessing. Thank you, everybody who shared about Connie. 
and um, can remember this and it's just a whole lot to me. And um, um, I know her spirit's here today. She's listening to us and I know that she's proud of everybody here. And, um, and whenever I feel like I need help, I always go to her in spirit. Um, she will always be with me. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody, I'm Connie's sister, and um, I'm an I'm a compulsive overeater and an alcoholic. So I'm in two programs, and um, I just in the Bible it says uh, about the witnesses from heaven looking down on you, and that could be our relatives because I study the Bible, I read the Bible every day, and um, and so we don't know if Connie's looking down on us or not. You know, if we she 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 tell. The, the cloud of witnesses telling us to run the race, the race is to make it to heaven. And I know it's this program, we shouldn't talk about that, but I'm going to. And I just want to thank Connie, if she can hear me, and thank God. I know God can hear me, and Jesus can hear me. I want to thank God for Connie being the first one in our, in our family to be in program, because she died with 43 years of... Um, uh, 46? 42. 42. 42. Okay, I'm, I, I'm sister, I don't even know. <laughs> I actually was in program a long time, so 42 years. I got in program in 2012, but I've had my part of my recovery, I've had relapses. So, um, but in OA, you can see, I, you know, in OA, we wear it. So you can know I've had relapses with my food and and uh, with my other program also but my half of my family is normies and the other half is the disease just runs through our family and if it wasn't for Connie having 42 years my nephew has 10 years and he just bought a house my son has four years and his wife has four four and a half years and they're looking to buy a house and they're I know it's material objects but he's got a really good job he just landed an office job for a construction company my son could have died out there I mean really he changed his whole life and if it wasn't for Connie bringing the program into our family maybe we wouldn't have got sober maybe my nephew wouldn't have got it maybe because she's all get into a program go to pointy house so she told us and she i was in the pointy house my nephew was in the pointy house and that was all due to connie connie told us about the pointy house and um and so i know that she really helped our family and you know she picked me up a lot of times when i needed to be picked up when i was fucked up excuse my language she saved my ass a lot of times anyways thank you Yeah. You can do it, Karen. You can do it. Hello! I feel like Connie's coming for me now. You know, um, I had this outfit on. Connie would love this. She absolutely was a 60s, you know, peace, love, let there be. Oh my God. I just, I'm so sorry that I'm so emotional, but I just honestly have to just get up out of my chair. Connie has just been everything to me. That woman has loved me unconditionally. I don't like to like cry in front of people. I'm very free. I've got a lot of ego and pride. And um, today I don't give a darn because you know what? Let me just start with saying, I'm just so uh, grateful. Thank you, Mike. 
I'm so grateful that everybody is here today. Connie absolutely was everything to me. She was my best friend. I had known her for 30 years. She had seen me using, drinking, eating everything. And you know what? She loved me unconditionally. And I just did not know how to accept it. She would tell me things like, you know what, Karen? You are so amazing. You are so, and I would be like, stop, stop. Like I couldn't hear it. I literally couldn't hear it. She probably was the only person in my whole entire life, literally, that to this very day, she would, when she would say, I'm going to be there for you. I don't care where she was, what she would do, she would drop everything and be there for me. I just, I'm trying to get myself together because I really wanted to share some things about her. I had, um, came from an agnostic atheist background and I was using alcohol and drugs and food for so many years that when I got to the program, I really was empty. I was in so much self-loathing and hatred. All I knew how to do was kill myself, you know, using, drinking, everything, you know, all of my behaviors, everything, my attitude. The, the strange thing apart my life, about my, my story is that I don't know if you could relate, but the denial that I lived in and the legend in my own mind, you know, that I thought I was better than and that I was the lowest amoeba, you know, to crawl. And she would remind me, you're a child of God. You're so beautiful inside and out. And I not only did I not believe that, Connie was my very first sponsor. She had seen me in my disease, like I said, and she had, I'm, I'm around the same age as Liz. We have, Liz has six months more than me. But the reason why Connie is so important to me is because she was the first person truly that was able to penetrate my, um, my need to allow somebody to get close to me. I had so much fear and insecurities running in my daily life. And not only did I not know how to love myself, it wasn't what she said. It was what Connie did. Connie was about action. Connie, when she was, when I was with Connie, I felt loved. I felt safe. She took me, I'll never forget it. You know, Tracy and I, the last time we saw her was the day that Kobe passed away. We went to go visit Connie. You know, we had a fabulous visit. We had so much fun and we were planning this year. And when I heard she passed away, I was just, I just could not believe it. I could not stop crying for weeks. This woman, in so many ways, you know, we would, we were in NA together. We were in OA together. Um, she taught me the one thing that I needed to learn more than anything is self-forgiveness. I hated myself for all the things that I had put myself through in my disease. And she would say to me, Karen, you cannot possibly, you don't understand how much God loves you, you know? And, and, and I, because I was an agnostic, she showed me how she used angels because I, I don't know I, at that time in my recovery I can get behind that and she showed me why God saved me and she told me that I was a powerful person and that if I just spoke from my heart and I was learning and I could learn how to be there for other people with just love just the intentions love don't want anything don't try to do anything and I didn't even know how to do that until she showed me she gave me that gift and I love that woman so much that I, to this very day, I'm serious, I can barely breathe right now because when I think of her, I think of such 
service. She stood for service. She stood for love. She stood for generosity. That woman, no matter where she went, she would, she always had a gift for somebody. I don't care who you were. One time in the one time around 10 o'clock at night, my car broke down from work and it was pouring rain, pouring rain. And I'm so my, my pride and my ego wouldn't let me call anybody. And Connie was calling me because I'm supposed to call her every day. And here I am, my car is submerged. And I didn't even want to call to have her come pick me up or let her know what was wrong. And when I told her what was wrong, she goes, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Why the fuck didn't you call me? And I said, because I'm too like, you know, and she goes, just wow, you give me the address. And I wouldn't even call her. I would rather sit there in the pouring fucking rain. That was like a year and a half. <laughs> and, you know, she came to the place where I was at. And she had an umbrella and something for me to drink. And I was like... That's what I'm trying to say is like, she showed me through her actions how to be there for somebody. And you know what, I, uh, I, I will love this woman for the rest of my life. She means everything to me. Nobody in my recovery has ever touched my life the way Connie has. Thank you for letting me share. Oh, oh everybody, um, it's open and I, there's no time. Just let it flow, whatever it is. And then also people in the rooms, if you, I mean, Zoom, if you want to share, just raise your hand and just step right in, okay? Or just unmute too. Okay. Oh, Shelby wants to share. Um, well, we'll have Georgia real quick and then Shelby, you're next, okay? But there's no time. Hi, Georgia. Hi, Georgia. I remember Connie from years ago. I have a couple of funny stories about her. Um, one time I remember her sitting in the back there on that bench with another member um, during the meeting eating ice cream cones. <laughs> 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 you know, just quiet, you know. But at the same time, even though she was doing that, she was so loving. Another time, I remember we were at uh, a recovery house for AA, and we were having an OA meeting there. And I was sitting next to this little teacher, which I became a teacher, which is funny, but she was a, a little prim proper teacher, you know, just very straight laced. And Connie was up there and sharing about her experiences being a, a prostitute. And, and fuck this and fuck that, <laughs> you know. And I, I saw this lady, it just, she just got straighter and straighter and straighter. <laughs> I, I don't know. If, uh, she came back to a different meeting later, but I think I, it was almost like my hair's white, but I think hers was turning white. <laughs> but, you know, I was really a stupid member because I thought I graduated and then I let life get in the way. Um, I went through a divorce and all of that and just thought I didn't have time for a way. And frankly, at that point, I didn't have the gas money to get here. And I was too proud to ask anybody uh, to let them know I was in that situation. And <clears throat> anyway, about five years ago, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. You guys all know that, you know. And I came back here and Connie, Connie and Stan were the two first people I saw. Uh, and then I saw Vaughn, and then I saw Daryl, and it was so good to see the people still here, mm. still here. And Connie did sponsor me for a while, 
And she that's one of the things she did. She, she said, you are precious, mm -hmm. you are precious. And I felt like anything but precious. Right. I, I did not feel that way. And I was ashamed because I'd, gained, I'd lost all my weight in here and I gained it all back. And on top of that, um, Lisa said something about just being an addict, and, and that's what I am. I'm addicted to food. I was addicted to diet pills and street lights. I was addicted to cigarettes. I was addicted to marijuana. I was addicted to plain, unflavored rice cakes. Go figure. I, it doesn't seem to matter what the substance is. Mm -hmm. I can overdo it. You know, like, like somebody said, I can overdo it. I overdo books. I buy too many books. You know, it doesn't seem to matter. But um, anyway, she did say that to me. And when I call her, she would always tell me that over and over again. And, and you know, the truth of the matter is she was precious. She really was. So thank you all. Shelby, it's all yours. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is Shelby, compulsive overeater, restrictor. Yeah, so I'm kind of newer to program, you know, um, about five years. And I do remember when I walked into the rooms of Skivvy, you know, Connie was one of the first people to, to me. And just like you have all shared, you know, she immediately was calling me precious. And I'm like, did she just call me precious? <laughs> you know? And the, you know, the, the thing, the thing was, is that I knew she meant it. Mm. It really did come from her heart. And, you know, as soon as she said it, I, I also, a little part of me also believed that she, you know, that she meant it and it made me feel so good. It did. It just, you know, she was one of the many, many things that kept me coming back, mm -hmm. you know, was um, that meant so much to me. And every single time she said it, you know, um, it just made me feel so good. I, I just I did. I felt I felt that from her. I don't know if you guys have had that experience as well. I don't know. The other thing I recall about Connie was just her honest shares there would be times I would be like, did she just say that? Oh my God. You know, I'm like, whoa. And I'd be like, I have nothing to be ashamed of. I, I should be able to come into these rooms and say anything. Cause that woman just said that, you know, and I would be like, whoa, you know? Um, yeah, I got, I got nothing on that. You know, I need, yeah. She, but you know, the thing is, is that's, that's what program is, is, you know, is being honest. If we don't have that, then we can never really get to the core of it. And this, this program is all about honesty. And yeah, she, she taught me that every single, you know, on, on her shares, you know, and then um, the other funny, this is a funny story about Connie. Some of you guys have heard this. But I know some of you haven't. So I, I have this, this possum story about Connie. And, you know, Connie doesn't live too far from me. You know, we live, well, we live, you know, I live in Dewarty and she didn't live too far from me. And she, I sometimes gave her a ride. And, and this one time though, she, she says, you know, um, I need some help. 
you know, I have these, I have these possums in my house and I'm like, possums, really? You know, and I'm like, is she, is she serious? I'm like, are you certain it's a possum? Like, you know, we talked about, cause a possum could also, it looks like a large rat, right? So I'm like, it's gotta be a rat. You know, so I'm like, okay, you know, um, I'll help you with this, you know, and she goes, okay, she's like, I've got a cage, you know, and when I catch it, you know, I just need help, you know, uh, getting rid of it. And I'm like, okay, you know, not a problem. So she calls me up and she tells me, okay, I've, I've caught one of these, these possums. And so I go to her house and no joke, there's a possum in her house Ah. and There's a possum in a, in a cage in her house. And I'm like, okay, all right. So we're going <laughs> to, so she didn't want to, you know, obviously she didn't want to hurt this thing or destroy it, you know? So she wanted me to take, you know, the possum with her down somewhere in the mountains or in the wilderness to, to let it free, you know? So we, we took the possum and I drove her and the possum to the riverbed. And we found this great spot and um, I, I let the possum free. And then I just remember looking back and looking at her face as this possum was set free from this cage. Mm. And I'll never forget it. That woman looked so beautiful. She just, she saw this, this animal just being let free. And I just remember her face just lighting up. She was so happy. She was so excited that this possum was being let free, you know, and that moment I remember, I'll never forget that moment. I was like, this was all worth it, you know, just to see her face. It just the way how happy she was. And so we go back to her house and the whole time, you know, we're talking and the funny part is, is like, she was pretty much sponsoring me during those those trips, we had to make like five trips. There were five possums in her house. No joke. And we caught each one. We only caught one at a time. I know this blew my mind that these, this woman had these possums in her house. But, and, and every time, you know, I, I would look back and watch her face as I let these, these animals go and let them free into the riverbed. And I'll just never forget it because, because, you know, I think she thought I was doing her a favor, but the whole time, you know, I just loved taking her in the car, spending that time with her, you know, she listened to me, you know, we talked, you know, I was going through a lot of stuff at that time and, you know, she listened to what I had to say. She, she gave me just some of the best advice, you know, like a sponsor would. And I just would, I was so thankful for those moments that I shared with her. She was just, she was a gift. And yeah, that's, so yeah, that's all I have to share. Thank you. Yeah. I'm one of Connie's sisters, so I've got a million stories and no one would ever know. So I went through these 42 years with her. So um, I can remember when she started that newsletter, Serenity Quest, Barbara, 
I need help. I go, okay. She always knew I'd show up. I go, what do you need help with? I started this newsletter that save people. I go, save people, save yourself. <laughs> and uh, she goes, well, they all won't fit in my car. I go, okay, well, you got a truck, right? Yeah, F-150, extended cab, huge. Get there, we fill that sucker up. <laughs> the cab, everything, all these newsletters. We're going around delivering all, all these workshops. <laughs> And I was reading them as we're driving or as she's delivering them. And I go, boy, these are some good stories. They're people's stories and lights. Mm -hmm. So I go, oh, kind of interesting. So I took a couple home, passed them out. Now all of a sudden we're going and we're going. Pretty soon, four or five hours pass. I go, where the hell are we going? Well, the next one, the next one. She goes, this one's okay. This one, what the hell are all these things, you know? And we went so many places out of the city, other cities, mm -hmm. Orange County, LA, San Bernardino, all of them. I go, okay, that's pretty good. So she was that determined to get mm -hmm. that information out. Mm -hmm. She had me going everywhere. And yeah, we went through some grieving of lost children, and they were hers. And um, that was, uh, you know, I I know a lot of her program excitement to come out and save other people that they don't go through it. They don't go through all the suffering she had gone through. So I realized that as a sister, and as she um, progressed through the years. She um, never gave up. She was just that determined to save others. She lost foster kids. She lost her kids in the foster system. And that was her life before she passed. Mm -hmm. Get into that field and save other kids and family. Mm -hmm. So um, that, that was the point that it worked and it worked for her. Mm -hmm. And she wanted everyone to know how well it works. And near the end, my sister, my other sister and I, we bent over backwards to get her to meetings. She was in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. She still was bound to show up. So all you newcomers who are listening and watching, all you old comers, it works. It really works. I watched where she came from. Mm -hmm. I lived in the same family she came from. Mm -hmm. So, all of you all are similar families, similar consequences, similar problems. It works. So, just don't give up. Keep it up. Because it's one more person that you can help her save. One more child that has a happy child. That's right. So, that's all I can tell you. Oh. But don't give up because she was wheelchair bound and still gave them me. And she called up me and my sister, can you take me? Can you take me? Yeah. I sad because we went through COVID because before she passed, she couldn't understand it. She called mm -hmm. us up and cusses up. Get that fuck over. <laughs> I gotta get to my baby. <laughs> she didn't treat me any better than any of you. <laughs> I'm surprised I still ain't 
black. <laughs> but um, she, uh, you know, she was a character. She was a character. And I just tolerated it. And okay, family, blood's blood. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she, um, she couldn't understand the COVID bit. And we said, we can't come visit you. You're yeah. in a home. You're locked up. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I go, okay, whatever. <laughs> and it, it was tough on her. So we, uh, it, it was sad that she had to go through that because she wanted to be at the meetings till the day she passed. Yeah. yeah. So keep it up, people. <laughs> I'm Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, Yvonne. I got to be called precious every single morning for, you know, I can't figure out how long it was. She called her food in every morning except for Sunday, and she kept her weight off, and it was right, it, it was this last, whole last time that uh, she had a relapse real early or not I, I don't know but it was either 10 or 15 years I really don't know mm -hmm. but what I wanted to say was if I had to describe her in two words it would just be love and service mm -hmm. love and service but she was the only person that every morning I got to be called six days a week precious and I never I don't think I ever really learned how to accept that right and um you know she gave me some things and one of them was a daily reader so as talking about, even when you're gone, you're carrying such a great message because every morning I get good orderly direction from that daily reader. It was, it, and then I've passed it on and, and who I passed it on to has passed it on. And it's like, oh, we all get our good orderly direction. And I was telling the person I passed it on, didn't know Con, how we got it from Con. She also gave me the OA workbook that we use all the time and different, different little things. But, you know, by being in meetings with her and sharing with her, she still, she had a great message. She had a great message. And uh, my life is much, much better because of her. Mm -hmm. And I am so glad we had this. Thank you. Thank you to the speakers. They just were. <coughs> Amazing. Thank you. Mm. Mike, I'm an addict. Hi, Mike. Hi. Hi. So, in March 2018 was actually the first time I got to meet Connie. You know, this. I've known for 23 years. Mm. You know, and uh, I don't really care. Thank you. And um, and uh, so I had been sober three years and couldn't drive thanks to that wonderful disease I went through. But anyway, so Liz, once I got my driver's license back and and uh, was able to drive a car again, Liz asked me to come to the meeting and take a three-year uh, uh, birthday shift. And I said, okay, obviously you're going to be there. I said, Mr. Corey's going to be there. She goes, yeah. And this is, you also get to meet my sponsor. Well, this time I'm thinking about it. I go, hmm, this is sponsor. 
It's got to be wonderful, would it? Because Liz, Liz, Tori, you know, they're awesome. Well, I've known them. You know, they knew me when I was in my active addiction. Um, they never stopped giving up. And uh, so, of course, you know, I met Connie, and of course, I was precious. The very first time. <laughs> you know, so it's shame we feel so important. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was awesome. In fact, I'll never forget the one time Liz asked me, would you, would you mind driving her home? And I got the opportunity to drive her home from my M1 to Dorothy. And uh, we just talked, talked about recovery. Uh -huh. And uh, it wasn't too long after I got to be here. And really, then after that, you know, I would go to that meeting uh, probably a couple times a year. And she remembered me every time, you know. So I really enjoyed her. Um, never forget, I think it was that dance for her 40 years. That was so much fun and knew how important she was in recovery. You know, so she was an inspiration in my life through her sponsee and, and Tori and John. And just great to get to know her and how she inspired me not to give up. Because mm -hmm. I'd had a long uh, battle with meth addiction. Mm -hmm. You know, with seven rehabs and relapses almost down. In fact, my sobriety date is. Uh, uh, Saturday, March 14th, 2015. And that Friday, March 13th, Friday the 13th was the worst day of my life. So, you know, she made me feel real important and created a great uh, relationship that I have with some people in this room. So, thanks for letting me share. I'm John. I'm in the program of recovery. <laughs> I got to tell you right off the bat, I kind of bumped out. I thought I was special because she always called me precious. But anyhow, I got, uh, you know, I've been in a program for quite a while. I met, I met Connie when I first came in, the bread lady. <laughs> yep. And uh, I grew to love her. You know, we talked a lot. She had meetings all the time. She'd always be there, She'd always talking to me, whatever. And then uh, Liz here, she came in the program and uh, we kind of hooked up, right? She got Connie as a sponsor. Then I started getting resentments. Because <laughs> Connie was always on her side. You know, whenever we started arguing, well, I want to just ask my sponsor. Connie says I'm right. I couldn't win, you know? Connie was God, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but anyhow, so, you know, after that, you know, I just, uh, I don't know, what can you say? You just, uh, Bob said it all. You know, she was a very special person. She was a special part of my recovery. And I was heartbroken when I heard she had passed away. Still am, but, you know, we go on. Anyhow, that's all I can say. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah.
My name is Joan. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Joe. And uh, you know, you guys all said it. You know, and thank you for putting this on. Thank you guys for showing up for Connie. Mm. Uh, she was indeed a, a special, special lady. As we all are, we all are, we all are, we all are special. And that's one thing that, that um, you know, I'm just thinking about all these memories that are just flashing. Oh, to the bun dance, you know, oh, uh, to, to, to the put writing your name on your, your, your shoe and stomping on it. It was the, oh, just yeah. different things she used to say, the... The, the the living steps, you know. Um, Kathy's go to Kathy's house and have a sing along. Just the female women's Sarah Madre, the Raven and the Crow. I mean, I could just go on and on and on and on. And and, mm. and uh, you know, she made me part of the tribe. I got I got in the herd with her. And I ran with her, and uh, and and there was no question of of. Uh, any kind of, uh, I just, I never felt judged by her and I just always felt accepted by her and, and me too. I thought I was a precious one. <laughs> you know, but that, that's how she made you feel in her presence, you know, and, but, but she also made me feel as like human. She made me feel very human because yes, she did a lot of service. She did a lot of things, but she also had her human side, you know, and I got to hear a lot of that too. And for that, I'm grateful because it allows me to know that I, I'm not perfect, I'm never gonna be perfect. I could strive to 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 go, go that way, but for, for the most part, I, I am who I am and, and, and I'm okay. I'm okay, I'm gonna be okay, and I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Just like we are all right where we're supposed to be, you know. And it, it is a true honor to, to to be here today because um you know I, I, I miss her, you know, I miss her, but I'm also glad she's at peace. I'm also glad that she's at peace, you know? I remember she kept, one of her greatest fears was to be in a home by herself, you know, dying. And, and, and those that you don't know her, that's what she would always say. I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be that way. And I felt, you know, having a hard time with this because I felt like that's what happened. You know? And, uh, and uh, you know, I don't believe she was alone. No. I don't believe she was alone. I don't believe she was alone. And I, I have to go on with with just knowing that uh, knowing that that people that in my life in my life that have touched me, those doors that have opened, Connie has allowed a lot of that to um I wouldn't be in this building right now if it was wasn't for Connie. She showed me these rooms. She introduced me to all of you guys. <laughs> And then some, you know, and, and my my life was enriched by by her presence. And I just I just want to thank her. Thank you, Connie. Mm. And you know what? I was gonna bring my big boom box and and play that song. Imagine, you know. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was, gonna, I was gonna play that, and I was like, Jill, just just. <laughs> so my affirmation in that book when the writing was, I I I am here. I am here. I am where my feet are. Um, because that, that's where I need to be, right here, right now, in the presence of, I believe, Connie, and, and all this love, and all this love. So thank you, and thank you for showing us. Um.
Wow, everybody, thank you for those beautiful shares. And, you know, and just thank you for gathering here. And just thank you for being here. And this, these I am, this I am affirmation, this mantra that you created, those words that you wrote down in the books, like everything that just poured out into your shares. And just like you said, Joe, just being present, just being here. And this is like the greatest gift because you gave your gift. This is a gift that you gave to yourself, you know? And just to know, like, someone like Connie that gives us back to ourselves and that's like our higher power our God like all of it like all of it works harmoniously like and this is like the place as long as we step out of our own way you know and not like surrender ourselves and that white flag like it's like surrender ourselves to our higher power and it's like all of it you know and the love just pours in so welcoming you know and so I just really want to just thank everybody for being here because this room right now is so immense with so much love and the love I feel like it's like shining down and it's like Connie's like purple green like you know everywhere and it's just like it's so beautiful to just even be here to just witness this and hear all these stories you know and um it's just such a beautiful moment so but um, being that said, it is two o'clock. I do want to open, you know, also an open invitation. If you guys want to gather after, these rooms are still open, you know, just to hang out or we can go somewhere if you want to and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's it. So I just really want to thank you everybody for just being here and just making this moment for yourself because like she said, we're all precious and you guys create that space right now to honor her in that way. And that's the one way that she wanted us to be. So um. Let's Thank close out. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Maya. Thank you. And also, I really want to thank you, our facility managers here, Lance. Yes. So let's close out with the uh, serenity prayer. Um, I don't know if this is appropriate or not because of COVID, but we can all circle and hold hands if you want, or we can just sit where we're at. But if you guys are all comfortable with that, we can do that. And if the ones that aren't comfortable, we can do that. <laughs> Take a moment of prayer meditation real quick for those that are still suffering in all these rooms. So God, God, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. You coming back. Work. 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 Work.